It's just kick started. It's steam back. It's steam back. It's just kick started. It's steam just kick started. It's 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 just kick started. They invest it, need it out. Keep moving, little raindrop. We should start hearing some poets. This um, poet, I will try to not stammer too much, though my health is in, is in good shape. I will do my best not to stammer. He has evolved in, in the past couple of years. And he has um, evolved into someone who, is, um, who has written a lot of really, really good, solid, remarkable, um, uh, re- 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 remarkable short poems that, that, that convey love without without telling you how lovely they are. He's been a solid member of this community for a very long time. And um he is also in um in many ways um a, a very a very good person. A very good person. And he's um done a lot for this community. And um he's going to um how long are you gonna how long are you gonna go to um to Japan, Spike? You don't know. Well, maybe for a week in December. Well, you, well, Spike, um, you will always have a home here. And, um, in whatever incantation that Poetry Night is, you will always have a home here. Ladies and gentlemen, Poetry Night presents Show Your Love for Spike Daily. Robert Lashley, everybody. (laughs) My own cream puff. That's going to come in later. Damn. That's the best introduction I have ever got in my life. Thank you, Robert. Damn. How you doing, Poetry Night? called The Real Naked. I'm not really naked. No. Yeah. We about to... <laughs> yet. <coughs> we'll get there. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to just uh, kickstart it with some poems, huh? Yeah. Can I start with the dedication? Is that okay? Can I start with the dedication real quick? This is to my girl. My girl, uh, Randa Lee Meyer. She just left Wisconsin today for Tokyo. And we will be reuniting September 18th in Tokyo, where we met last year. Really excited for that. This is not a poem about her. Or Tokyo. (coughs) Excuse me. 
What tomorrow may bring, nobody don't know, nobody don't know. Me just a guan do me ting, do me ting, me just a guan do me ting, do me ting. What tomorrow may bring, nobody don't know, nobody don't know. Me just a guan do me ting, do me ting, me just a guan do me ting. Touchdown in an abandoned warehouse of broken spirals. Bring your scientific method. Your ferocious curiosity that loves to rip the wings off crane flies. Your body count progress. How's that working out for you? Well, isn't that special? I run game on simpler tastes. Boxed wine and moonlight. A choose your poison checklist with an all of the above. A woman with a big old ass and a pocket knife. Heart packing more bang than your average drumline. This how I do me, even when few and far between. I've been soaking my wake-up face in the electrostatic faucet too many mornings. I know all about how it gets your eyes to dagger like that with ain't fair. Huffing indifferent with the nitrous oxide eye roll. Life on blast. The wrong way to blow up. I ain't trying to be heat lightning in a kaleidoscope. Don't need to walk the brink of supernova all day, all night. There's times when the grass I carry home in my socks is worth more than the miles I brought it there. And that shit is gravy. When the hangover stows away in my first drink, fluorescence lasering my eyelids, and the party's just starting. When I gotta say fuck too numb to come and rub an orgasm out an anticlimax. That's why I invited you here. <clears throat> to make crayons from candle wax and find a hot spring in your cup of tea. Eat white bread, plain vanilla ice cream, sex missionary all night, write Cosmo and show them passion without Photoshop. That's what's up. They tried to birth me sterile, but this grimy got in early, and I like it. I got way too much love for your Christian side hug, and almost every dish in my cupboard's chipped. Who gone test? I used to watch the 24-hour world is going to hell cycle too, but my TV married a hatchet, and my honeymoon ain't over. No sweat. Now I keep dance steps to Buddy Wakefield's gentleman practice on my mental teleprompter. Yes. I name drop light beams. Reminds me I got something to lean on with all this war everywhere. My bookshelf and speaker box are the sleeper cell that made me who I am today, and that's word. My word is DNA bond. If they only held the cup, they have only held the cup while I poured. If they really thirsty, tell them to meet me with the shaman's headpiece, a DMT blast off, and the knowledge that above all else, shit is about to get real. I can show you the Big Bang in hypercolor anytime, and I ain't even got health insurance. The way you freebase coffee and finger fuck your iPad is all caps, not my style. <laughs> my best friend Nowhere said, we're way too cool for the story to end here, and I'm going to take that one all the way to the food bank. My beat collection only gets filthier with age, and my breath control is tight. <laughs> Pete, my exhale. Word is bond. So I do this thing where I have to step away from the mic and take a drink, and it happens almost every poem. I'm going to try and not do it, but if you notice me doing it, just groove with me. Groove with me. All right. <clears throat> yeah. So we're going to get deep. Can I get deep? We can get real deep. Real deep. Can you get real deep with me? Word. This is inspired by uh, a prompt by Mindy Netafee. Are you guys familiar with Mindy Netafee? She came through here a couple months ago. 
That woman is fantastic, brilliant, kicking ass, taking names. Check her out. Thecultofmindy.com, I believe. Mindy Netafi. Hot stuff. Um, this, uh, the prompt was, write a poem to something that has power over you. At the end of the poem, ask for that power back. <coughs> Excuse me. So, this is called The Language of Safety. As an educator, I spit a big game about being an advocate for women. I'm appraising what I carry in my eyes, talking about listening, looking for my own soft edges, studying the language of safety. I'm also staring at breasts, lips, thighs, evaluating her first in context of mating potential, multiplying hip width by smile and smooth shoulders, where she equals naked in my head without her knowledge or permission, and I am still staring. Meanwhile, I am talking about Steubenville, about a Swedish tourist raped in front of her husband for setting up camp in the wrong forest. I am being included in conversations about creating safe spaces, about teaching adolescent boys what they should already know. Women are not their bodies. Bodies are not things. There is so much power in this knowledge. I see two commercials in the span of 90 seconds. The deodorant one says I'll be rewarded for taking women's clothes out of laundromat dryers. Lying flirtatiously and cheekily folding panties are all that's needed to transform me from selfish creeper to good Samaritan. The second says I can fuck three different come-hither stair-wearing sex goddesses all in the same night if I just use their hair product. You have a 24-7 life, but it's more important to have a 24-7 dick. What's worse? I see these commercials at least five times each before this even occurs to me. We are at war with women. Every single institution armed against them. I daily am as much mercenary as I am conscientious objector. I keep my objectifications private, hug protectively, and look but don't touch. I am fascinated by menstruation, by what my lover thinks about the shape of her vulva. I am a celebrator of pornography. How do I translate this in the language of safety? I'm only human comes out crass and ignorant. Show me the power in this knowledge. I am asking for the power to recognize creation in her words before her shape, in her ideas before her scent, in her language when she says she trusts me. Thank you. All right. So we're going to keep going on that kind of like deep downward uh, stuff, muck of life trajectory. Um, And then we're going to crescendo back up into happy, wonderful, let's celebrate territory. Can we dig that? Can we roll with that? So this is dedicated to my grandfather. He passed away last year. It's called People Be Dying, yo. You can laugh. You can laugh. He would totally laugh. Grandfather is dying. Sky wonders how today could be so beautiful without clouds. I can't escape the color red. It touches everything I wear. Cancer loves company. Call it the social butterfly effect. Sends texts and Facebook invites to everyone it bullies onto its friend list. Wants us all to dress up as our favorite addiction and read warning label horror stories around Bic Lighter campfires. Meanwhile, 
Grandpa's muddy sawdust lungs wheeze for poison so loud mine want a cigarette for every mile from here to Montana. And that distance is only half as big as the whiskey waddle I want to jump in. Go to work instead. Tell the kids not to jump in the pool. Tap, fuck this in Sandal Morse code, feed on a mission to crack cement. Think three years of work for a timely positive example of consequence. Enough cash for a plane ticket to goodbye. A phantasm's chance and an illusion of control. Still at work. Time passes like kidney stones. A 16-year-old in a Jackson Pollock meets Electro-Clash bikini asks for a waterproof bandage. Nonchalantly recounts her own surgery and attempt to unfriend cancer on Facebook. Unlikely perspective in the form of a perky teen with an overbite. People be dying, yo. Just like Grandpa. Sky has forgotten what clouds even look like. But it's still such a beautiful day. Sunset will last for hours. Thanks. All right, and now, vulnerability and redemption. <clears throat> this is called personal, res <clears throat> excuse me, this is called personal revolution. One, dawning realization. This unique 3.54 a.m. disconnection summed up in drone of talk shows hawking urgent homemaking solutions. Rachel Ray's seamless product integration interspersed with ads about how fat you are. Fret not. California Psychics has the solution specially designed for you, sir. If you left the graveyard shift, you could sleep. Could hold the loved one's distance keeps in his rigid fists. Could nestle into the soft trinity of warm shoulder, bedroom hair, and rhythmic breathing. Two, why are you so stupid, stupid? Left my spirit in a shoebox at home in case I die, Aesop Rock. Almost asphyxiated on the pre-dawn insomnia time capsule, washed down with eight-ounce glass of regret. Got up and shared smoke rings with the speakers in my earphones. Chill, son. Between 2 to 5 a.m., the corner store of the mine is open late to launder the currency of bad memories. Every conceivable failure sold alongside Mad Dog 2020 and 99-cent orders of nachos and trepidation. We know we shouldn't eat here, but it's the only place before daylight. That's where the music comes in. It's so easy to swallow this nightly mating ritual with self-loathing too quickly, forgetting this is the time place of brightly packaged night terrors. Liquor and energy drinks. Liquor in energy drinks. <laughs> Ephedrine tablets and candy bars. Spend your money elsewhere. I used to have a rope ladder, but tattered were the rungs. I still managed to break my fall enough times before the sunrise. <clears throat> Three, blueprints. When head equals music box, attention deficit equals laughably understated. Under construction more than usual lately, I am trying to architect something out of scribbled post-its, gas money, and unshakable enthusiasm that lately has been phoning in the unshakable. Stay tuned for better posture and renewed variations on confidence. Hourglass half full, ready for another round. A fellow rider of buses said he couldn't see the horizon from his hobbit hole, but the sky still spilled enough color in the spaces between concrete and glass. Four, the first barbecues of summer. Hypnotic loop on yes please with a side of don't mind if I do bangs from the living room. The plan is to redefine Mad Libs with a chisel and a vanishing stone and 
for once, damn the expense. Gangrene was just one of those trends we couldn't help buying into, but trust, dear friend, new leaves have been turned over and that lame psyche discarded with the first barbecues of summer. The outlook now? Massages. Palm trees and a horizon you can touch. Like these hands really can control something. A blue peacock feather and silk handkerchief. Five. One day, if we try hard enough, we'll be Statler and Waldorf. Ginger snap crumbs in galaxy formation on smiling teeth, down front of shirt. Now, taking residence in lap. We drink tea, green, and talk of things not so easy, being green. The IRS's elite kick you when you're down squad, and why it's important to travel before the world ends. A kettle primed with more lazy day chinwag lubricant calls our first world grievances to order. There are still today's youth to complain about. Still pressing concerns about the inefficiencies and moral hazards of our current systems of control and whether today's rap artists are keeping it real. Still time to run to the store for a few bottles of red wine, steak, and maybe some more ginger snaps. Thank you. So, it's no secret. What's up, Mike? What's that in your hand? It's five dollars. Yeah, poets come in here trying to charge like seven, eight dollars, ten dollars. I charge five for my chat books. Six. Thank you, Mike. Thank you. That means an awful lot. I charge six if you pay with credit card. I will take your Illuminati money. Charge a small fee for it. Oh, definitely. You just wait. So, uh, I got like three or four more poems. You guys, can you handle that? Twelve? I don't know if I have twelve poems. Period. Maybe eleven and a half. Definitely twelve. More than twelve hugs. So, I'm going to do three more. Four more. Um, yeah, and banter accordingly. Yeah. <laughs> this is called Tuesday Newsfeed. When the hurricane set all the chickens free, and kawaii culture has taught us how to be smaller, cuter versions of ourselves, we will know grains of sand by name and why criminals think forests should be cut down. Till then... Confused koalas are just the tip of this monstrosity, mi gordita bonita. Someone, somewhere in the middle of all this is taking shots of schadenfreude and making tally marks where victims' faces should be. A mother artificially inseminating her 14-year-old daughter with a lifetime of trauma packed into an internet syringe tipped with mental illness. All this surviving. Refining our crazy into some high fructose blood syrup poured from a higher definition grail. Will we ever have enough, will we, excuse me, will we ever find enough roadshow experts to appraise our antique notions of what it means to be safe? Yeah. <laughs> safe. I don't, I'm not like really a slam poet, so I don't do the whole step away from the mic or like the... And then, like, step forward or anything like that. I just kind of like, I like doing this. Just kind of like leaning with the microphone. 
or, or holding the microphone and walking with it, be surprised how awkward that looks and feels. I'm gonna have a drink of tea. Uh, actually, can we, can we take this moment and just have a round of applause for the Black Drop? They they have some of the best tea and the best coffee in the city, if not the state. They're consummate professionals, and they're just good-looking people too. What can I say? Look at the sky. Just look at that guy. Meow. Okay, this is uh, the eponymous, which means named after itself, uh, poem from the book, uh, The Real Naked. And uh, I will not get naked. Till later. 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 I think we're... We're going out for drinks. You should come. <clears throat> okay. Excuse me. We've been standing at opposite edges of the canyon, saying we're on the same level, still not getting the fathoms between us, playing this echo contest for centuries. Neither of us willing to take the first falling step, sword swallow pride, and offer our heart to the coyotes. Today... That changes. I've begun to unstitch my chest, ready to climb out of my ribcage, to feel the real naked. I know the leaving will hurt, but the chasm wind will be a million palms hang gliding me to common ground. I threw my back out mining my insecurities, and if this doesn't heal it, nothing will. No more landsliding judgment. On my way down, I'm planting feathers and condors' wings. For so long, I was only skin deep. Would have tried to blame it on you, but not today. Sandstone skeleton. You can see my layers. Where I've been. Never was one for surrender before, but this is starting to feel so good. The cliffs were too high to see it. The place we share. No more cloaking agreements with silent fine print. No dusting off yesterday's transgressions to stab with lonely. This is ready to listen to everything, even just howling at the sun. Finally ready. The ground is getting close. Meet me where I thought we were divided. I'll see you. Two more for you, Bellingham. So, uh, man, Robert mentioned the fact that po- uh, that I always had a home here at Poetry Night, and that's true. I've been coming to Poetry Night since like ot six. So that's a hot minute. I came out to to Bellingham to go to Western back in '05 and heard about Poetry Night back way back when it was still at Stewart's, and uh, have tagged along from venue to venue, place to place. Um, group of amazing people, from group of amazing people to the next. And, uh, god damn it, Poetry Night is not the shit. You gotta keep this thing alive. When I come back, I want you to still be here, because, uh, there, there's something special. We bring beautiful people here, there are beautiful people here, we get beautiful people together to do beautiful things. I'm really sad to be, uh, to, to be ending my time here with Poetry and Public Education. Um, but if you like to teach and you like poems and you like kids, you should come talk to me. Maybe come talk to our board members. We can set you up with a real interesting program. 
um, bringing poetry into the Bellingham schools. So yeah, uh, two more poems for you. This is called Open Heart, and I'm actually really pleased with the timing of this one because my heart's really open right now. It's got an epigraph. I'm going to take a pause. It's called a pregnant pause. It's for effect. Build suspense. Okay. (laughs) Today, make a list of the open things in your life. Share it with your friend. Name in Cordova. I left my mouth in this room, still open, asking it to help me listen more, hold back artificial smiles, and work with me on this receding gum line. It works for maple cookie ice cream, barley tea, and an occasional kiss. My mouth's door is never locked. Hallways wide like a ballroom, carrying chandeliers from the ceiling. They said you couldn't grow willow trees indoors. I took the doors off and saved the hinges for when I needed more open. Now, giant windows touch the sky roof, and these three willows do just fine. Anyone is welcome to see them. They are like me, free admission. You get what you pay for and love it. I even grow stars in here. You should see how the chandeliers wear them. What this freckle graffiti looks like when it juggles the scintillating birthmark of a new constellation. You could say the gods have been good to me. Could even whisper. I'm trying hard to listen. To open my ears wider than my mouth. This room. I can hear your eyelashes and the cascade of hair as you turn your head. It says the curve of your neck is a wave on open ocean, and my lips are compelled to walk on water. There have never been floors here. Thanks. So if I could give you all one piece of advice as uh, poets, write more love poems. Um trying to be the Justin Timberlake of poetry. I'm just not quite that sexy. I do an okay job. On my good nights, I'm even better. But write those love poems. Write about things you love. Write about things you care about, things that interest you. Write about things you hate too. But don't, don't, you know, don't use that hate to attack. Get that out of you. Get that away from you. Get that out in the air. Spread the love. Pass the love. That's all I really have to say about that. I'm going to end tonight with a love poem. It's a very, very powerful, commanding piece. It's something that really wrenches, wrenches to the core of my being every time I perform it. If you understood the well of sorrow I had to mine to pull this out of me, you, uh, you wouldn't love this poem so much. Those of you that know it. But, uh, no, you have, you have to write through the trauma. You have to bring out the love, okay? So I'm doing that for you tonight. Can I do that for you tonight, people? Can I get an amen? Bring out that love. All right. <laughs> I've never done that before. I can, it's exhilarating. I see why they do it. <laughs> Our first kiss was vanilla highlights in tender summer shade. That's how I knew it was love. You had me diving into the fountain of Neverland. I was a child again. A fallen Aphrodite eyelash planted in a handstand with you on my tongue. 
Oh, cream puff. <laughs> After you, I knew that calories never counted. That pounds are just love letters with your soft, sweet signature. Every piece of clothing stained with your passion bursts an easel marked priceless. <laughs> Even now, my lips cartwheel at the word patisserie. <laughs> or should I say, matchmaker. They must have known we were perfect for each other. Call it a cremonition. <laughs> you, fluffy, light, delicate, full of sensual cream filling. Me, round, giggly, aspiring dessert mystic, seeking unforeseen heights of whipped sugar ecstasy. Cream puff, I'm dizzy. Let me fall into your cookie crumb vertigo. Hold me in your decadent love sauce, piped like freshly mixed starlight from the pastry bag of God herself. Cream puff! Cream puff, you got my lover asking questions. Where you been at? Why you got powdered sugar on your new black shirt? Why you keep dragging your ass home at 1 a.m. smelling like a bakery? I tell her I've been taking a late night cooking class, but she knows, Cream Puff, she knows! But she could never understand. This is forever. Your cool caress, all portable oasis as you glide onto my plate. The wink of the pastry chef as she locks the door and heads into the kitchen so we can be alone. The constant, undulating, honeyed rush, knowing I am only ever two dollars from orgasm cream puff. How can I make her understand? She looks into my eyes and sees straight to that secret corner of my mind, the place reserved solely for you and I, our special place, the place inside that is always singing cream puff, cream puff. Cream puff, cream little curse may feel cream puff, cream puff, cream puff, cream little bit of Beyonce. If you like it, then you should have got a cream puff. If you like it, then you should have got a cream puff. Don't be scared, don't be scared, get a cream puff. Don't be scared, be scared, get a cream puff. Oh oh oh. Cream puff, she's going to make me choose, and I don't know how to let her go. The credit card late fees are stacking like empty plates. My bank account is overdrawn, and she's my only source of income. My only golden hope for another night with you, with your supple, subtly flaky embrace. So tonight, dear Cream Puff, sleep your divine sleep of angelic delight and wait for me. Wait for me. My Cream Puff. Cream Puff. Cream Puff. <laughs> Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Spike Daly. Please give it up for Poetry Night, the Black Drop, and your lovely selves.
Maybe that's why they call it. Maybe that's why they call it. Maybe that's why they call it.